Are we ready to rage? We are ready. Hello. Hi, guys. This is Ready to Rage. I'm Sandy Scanlan. And I'm Ashley McCoy. And we're your girls for fashion, pop culture, and feelings. We are still recording remotely today because I am still at home dealing with my long COVID situation, but I'm at the tail end of it and feeling way more bubbly. And I'm like chomping at the bit to talk about today's topic because I'm obsessed. No, this is like something kind of. I feel like you guys would think it's out of left field for us, but (laughs) you need to know something about Sandy and I. We love to learn about like random niche things. And this is one of the things that we're just randomly both obsessed with. It's one of those things that it's so out there and has so many layers that it's like you can't look away. Like a car wreck. I was going to say it, but then I was like, I don't know if I should compare this to a car wreck, but you did it. So yeah. Oh, drumroll. We are going to be talking about the Duggars. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot going on in the news lately. They've been on the radar for 10 to 15 years on TLC. Um, And we are going to wrap it up by talking about their fashion. So we're going to end on kind of like a fun, positive note. (laughs) Yeah, like really what we want to say is the main focus of this episode is learning a little bit about modest fashion and the ways that it can be very positive and the ways that it can be done negatively and the Duggars Mm -hmm. are just a really interesting well-known example of people who express themselves very modestly um Mm -hmm. also before we proceed we have a little disclaimer kind of already rolled into it but we're not experts on anything We are just two girls on the internet who are just talking about things. And for all you know, it's a lie. (laughs) Um, We're just saying things that we found on the internet um, and like our thoughts on it. We're not here to bash anyone's religion at all. The only person that we don't like in this situation is Josh Duggar because he's a literal child molester. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we're just here to give our thoughts. Definitely no hate to anyone. Definitely no hate to anyone in the family anything like that we're just exploring some things that we found i'm really glad you said that because yeah i just want to make it really clear we're not bashing anyone's religion we i we both think conservative dressing can be done in a really cute modern way and we're going to explore that a little bit more but like i said the Duggars just have so many layers and like roles we just we had to do an episode about it because you could just talk for hours about how interesting it is it's just such a different way of life and do we want to like get the elephant out of the room and just we we both said we don't want to talk about josh very much because we don't want the episode to be about him but should we should i just cover really quickly like yeah i mentioned this so might as well okay so if you are a survivor you might want to fast forward this is going to be very quick we can put it in the show notes if anybody doesn't want to listen to this part um, I'm sure if you're listening, you already know, but Josh, the oldest son of the Duggars was in 2015 news broke that he had molested a few of his sisters. Um, one of them was Jill Duggar for sure. I don't know who the others were, but it was definitely a few of them. It was kind of swept under the rug. Like he was never really reprimanded for it. And then when he was married to his wife, Anna Duggar, and they have a very large family now too. 
So he cheated on his wife multiple times. He was one of the people in the Ashley Madison scandal when all that information leaked. He was one of the people who was named. He was active on Ashley Madison. And then he had allegedly paid uh, Danica Dillon, who's a sex worker. They He allegedly paid her for sex. And then she said he assaulted her. That lawsuit was dropped. There's also a woman named Ashley Johnston who says she met Duggar in a strip club in Philadelphia. This was also in 2015. So this was kind of all coming out at once. Um, She said they went back to a hotel room together and he became really abusive and scary and she was afraid for her life. So there's unfortunately a lot of instances and a lot leading up to the worst of the worst, which is I think everybody is aware that he was arrested and convicted for child pornography. What's really disturbing about this is his wife thinks that he didn't do it. She thinks that he was set up by the Biden administration because. Oh, my God. I didn't know that's what she thought. I thought she just was like, he didn't do it. It's fine. Like, just the devil put it there. Nope. She was like, he was set up because he was outspoken about Trump, whatever. Um, yeah, because so it's just really disturbing. so much about what he does that he needs to individually single out this basically no nothing thing man who's on a TLC show. It's just really disturbing because he is a person who is always paraded around like I'm a family man, I'm a Christian, da 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 family values. And Josh, Jim and Michelle have been all very actively anti-LGBTQ and transphobic. And I forget exactly if it was Josh or the parents. I honestly think it's been both who they've been like wanting to ban trans women from like bathrooms and stuff because they think that they're going to assault children. Meanwhile, Josh is a child molester and a, you know, pedophile. He had child porn on his computer. So, and it was, I'm not going to go into it because it's so disturbing. It really, it literally makes me feel like I'm going to throw up. If you want the details, you can do a very easy Google search, but the people who prosecuted him said that it was the worst of the worst that they've ever seen what he had on his computer. I did not know that, but like, I knew that it was a lot, like a lot of it for like a long period of time. I remember you, me, you, and another friend of ours were all like, sitting around when the news broke and we're just like this is insane because like because he was never reprimanded before is why this has why it was able to escalate to this because what's more frustrating is that because someone has child abuse material like that he like directly fueled it because Mm -hmm. he had like the need or like you know what I mean like a market like need for it so it just like he was able to abuse his sisters and not have any issue because I believe at the time he was around 15 or 16. And the yeah. reason his parents gave were like, he's a kid. It's OK. And like, forgive me if I'm wrong, but like people are allowed like young girls to have children around that age and go, it's your responsibility. Since you did that, now you've got this to handle. Yeah. But he can molest his sisters and not have a problem because he's a kid. That's literally crazy. But because like no one did anything really about it, he was able to continue to do this and then harm children outside of his home. Like that's literally insane and evil. It's horribly evil. And it's just, I am absolutely not saying this about all conservative religious environments, but unfortunately sometimes 
there with these extreme cases of religion, there's a lot of like evil lurking under the surface. And because it's easy for people to say, I'm a Christian, I'm a family man. Like I, like I'm a good person inherently. I'm just a good person. Yeah. Like my wife, you know, covers her entire body and we don't have sex till we're married. We don't even have our first kiss till our wedding day. You put, you put that out as your image. Then you can do all these things in secret and people, you people are going to think like you're a great person. You're so, right. Yeah. Like I'm not going to say everything he did, but the things on his computer where it was not just like child sex abuse material. It was like also like just straight up abuse in other ways. It, it was like torture stuff. It was horrible. Oh so there's clearly something very, very, very wrong with him. He does not represent the entire family by any means, but it's just very disturbing that he came out of this religious environment. Yeah. This specific one, because they're, they're quite niche. So I think with that, um, we can get into who they are. Yes. So now that we got the ugliest shit out of the way, now we will just dive into who they are and their beliefs and like just all the layers. We're going to peel it back like an onion. (laughs) Like Shrek. Okay. (laughs) The Duggars are an Arkansas family who became famous from the TLC show 19 Kids and Counting. And the family is really known for its strict adherence to the Baptist faith and conservative values, which includes the restrictions against like birth control and specific ways of dressing and like ways you need to worship. Jesus. (laughs) 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 If you didn't know. Um, and so if you were to ask anyone, cause you're like, oh, well, I thought that they were just like Christian. Like why, why are they so specific? If you ask any members of the family, they would say they're independent Baptists, which is also called into independent fundamentalist Baptist or IFB. And it's a more strict and highly exclusive form of Christianity. They even attend a home church to worship amongst a select group of others. New independent fundamentalist Baptist churches are an association of conservative King James Bible only independent <laughs> Baptist churches. Ashley, what's King James Bible only? <laughs> I didn't know what that was either because I'm not very religious. So something new for me to learn. The King James Bible only means that it asserts the King James version of the Bible. Um, and that they, the English, like, I don't know. It's, I think, I think it's actually after King James, like literally, but I think a lot of things happen with King James. I think he's also the reason why we believe Jesus is a white man. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyways, somewhere in England at that time, things got a little weird and there was a lot of whitewashing. And so these people specifically believe that version of the Bible. (laughs) From what I've heard, separate from my research for this, but from what I've heard for this is that this guy loved the Bible so much. He was like this, I need this. And he like changed a bunch of things about it to make it fit like his Western ideals more. So that's why we see Jesus as like this blonde hair, blue eyed guy, because it's supposed to be like either after him or someone in his family. And that has just stuck, you know? 
It's just so weird to me to be like, I'm going to worship this specific version of the Bible, even though, you know, at some point in the line, someone basically tampered with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's why they everything boils down to white supremacy, honestly, because if if you're into a lot of true crime like me, you would know that there are tons of people who are like super. I'm not talking about the juggers right now. They're absolutely not like this. But there's a lot of people who are like super fundamentalist Baptists and they are hardcore racist. Yeah. And they feel like this, like they go, I like this version because this is the widest version you can get. Yep. That makes sense. So the, uh, I'm going to call it the KJV Bible is, they believe that it's superior to all other translations of the Bible. And this, it's like a movement. It largely is like encompassing the members of evangelical, conservative holiness movement, and the traditional high church, Anglican, and Baptist churches. And they believe that that version is the greatest translation of the Bible ever produced. Laugh out loud. And they believe that every other translation of it is corrupt. (laughs) cool 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 um did you also see that there's been a lot of associations with like the quiverful movement yes that was my next thing okay go ahead so they the duggars themselves jim bob and michelle duggar who are the parents in the situation are really associated along with their religion with the quiverful religion and i have quote on from people.com in the quiverful movement, your kids are a blessing from God, and they are also weapons in a cultural war. Oof. So it, they have this idea that, like, you're supposed to have as many kids as possible to create as many Christians as possible. Almost like in a Mormon way where you're like, go mm-hmm. out and take everyone else and colonize everything. But instead, they're like, I'll just make them. Yeah. I like it. It's sustainable. I think I think they said they're not in the quiverful movement, but there's just even if they're not or if they are, it really doesn't matter. There's just a lot of parallels between the two. Yeah. Even though they're not like labeling themselves as such, they are following what they say to do. Basically, they're like, well, you know, I'm going to have all these kids. Might as well make them like me, like very, very Christian, which is fine. That's their business if they want to do that. So in my research, I watched a video by a YouTube creator. I believe you pronounce it as Kyla. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the Juggers as a whole. And she was just talking a little bit about how Jim Bob, about how Jim Bob and Michelle met. I'm excited. I, think, I haven't heard that before. I guess like they were both really young. They were in high school. And Jim Bob was out with a friend who also, I think, went to his same church. And he was like just a regular old Christian at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a mutual friend between him and Michelle. And they were like going out and like trying to go door to door to people who had attended that church for whatever reason, like I think recruiting or something, trying to get them to like come more often. And they were kind of like, oh, who else do we go to? And this mutual friend said, oh, I have a cheerleader friend who just became Christian. And then they were like, all right, cool. Let's go to their house or to her house. So that was Michelle. And they went over and they talked to her for a little bit. And allegedly, um, when they had basically left, she shut the door or whatever. And he he prayed in her doorway and said, I want to be her leader, like her religious leader. Please, God, let her be mine. 
and I just thought it was weird. It feels very like possessive. Right. I was like, this is kind of weird. I, it's one thing to be like, I love her. She's so pretty. Like, I want to talk to her (laughs) like a kid. Instead, he's like, I want her to be mine. So, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of religious, like, they view it as like a tree or like a chart whatever you and like it's like god on the top then the husband then the wife and the kids and basically it's like every like god's in charge of the husband husband's in charge of the wife but you know we don't i mean it's very similar to the way that king james like a lot of those old english like kings they believe that like i'm ordained from god who told me god told me you know what i mean it's feel very it's very similar you can see why they would um they would really uphold this like patriarchal system yep yeah so um back to them being in the quiverful movement the reason why it sounds like they're not like necessarily a part of it but like adhere to that is honestly really sad so they got married when they were 17 and 19 michelle was 17 and bought jim bob whose name is actually james robert Um, They got married when Michelle was 17 and Jim Bob was 19. And um, they, not too long after, they weren't really trying to have children, but they ended up with Josh Duggar, who is our first child we mentioned before, if you did not listen. Um, He's our oldest child. I believe he's around 34 right now. Mm -hmm. Um, They had him and um, I guess Michelle, prior to having him, was on the pill and then they went off the pill. She got pregnant and had Josh. And then she went back on the pill and then she got pregnant on the pill anyways. And during that pregnancy, she actually lost it. And it seems like after that, they really didn't, they kind of were like, that's bad. We're not doing that anymore. And they basically said like, oh, we're going to let God decide how many children we have. And Mm -hmm. usually if you're someone who goes by that, you tend to have a lot of children. Surprise, surprise. Well, add that and the fact that they believe that you should never deny your husband of sex ever, no matter how tired you are, whether you're sick, whatever is going on. And Michelle has quotes about this. You guys can look it up, but she basically says you always have to be, quote unquote, available for your husband, which is also, in my opinion, very problematic. So if you think if she never says no and there's no birth control. Sad for her. Like, yes, it's a choice and like she could leave. And I'm kind of like, oh man, this feels very weird. Which if you weren't listening before, it feels like it makes sense as to why there were some parallels of like abuse in their oldest child. You probably saw a lot of things. Um, I've said this once before in um, an episode we did, the Lula Rich episode, because they had a very similar situation, but they're Mormon. Um, people who grew up in like really large, very religious families, not all of them, yeah. but you're definitely going to get one who's doing something egregious, mm-hmm. just one. And usually whatever they're doing is something so terrible that it could serve as a crime for all of them. It just makes it easier to slide under the radar when you have that many kids. And if you're like the oldest boy and you're in a patriarchal environment like no one's gonna call you on your shit right right but yeah just going back to jim and michelle and like how many kids they have and how the women are quote unquote never supposed to say no but then they have all these 
it's just this weird thing where you're not married and you can't even have so much as a kiss or a forward forward hug. And then as soon as you're married, like all hell breaks loose and you're supposed to do whatever your husband says, like sexually, basically, like that is, it just like creates this weird dynamic where it, it creates, I don't, I don't want to say it creates predators because that's certainly not true. Like not everybody in a conservative movement is, but it's just, it, it makes sex taboo, right? And it makes it this like weird thing and it almost makes it feel like bad or dirty or like, I don't know. It just creates a weird stigma around it. I totally agree. And like, I feel like more of what you're trying to say is that it makes you as the woman in the situation a prime prey to be yeah. abused because you have no prior um no prior experience so you don't know what's not normal so like your your husband could be doing crazy stuff to you when like hurting you and you have no idea that it's not okay and like it's not like they're encouraging you to talk openly about what you're doing or like what's going on or if you don't feel comfortable so you'll never ever know I'm not gonna like go as far as saying like, oh, this is why this is bad, but like it can be really bad really fast because it's a really good way, these having these strict rules, it's a really good way to abuse people without having anyone say anything. And we've seen this happen in a lot of communities similar to this. Yeah, and like, we're gonna keep saying it, definitely not in all religious environments. It's just, this is what we've seen with this particular family. like. It's unfortunate, but it just, when you make things so taboo and like so, have these really harsh rules, it just like people just like snap under the pressure. I don't know. Right. So that being said that they decided to quote, let God decide how many children they have. They have 20 children. I believe one of them is actually adopted. I thought they uh, Oh, they have an adopted one. Yeah. So it's 19 and counting, but then the, I guess like one of them is adopted. So they actually <laughs> have 20 kids. Jesus. And these children are ranging in ages from 12 to 34 years old. And she's had at least two miscarriages too, if not more, because she had the one on the birth control and then she had one at like near the end when she couldn't have kids anymore. Right. I think that's why they ended up adopting. Whoa. And I have a little list of all the children. Oh my God. (laughs) Say them all as fast as you can, please. (laughs) I can't even find anyone who listed it out all the way. They all uh, organize them into these crazy ass charts because it's so much. Well, it gets really complicated now that the kids have all these kids. Right. They're like, people keep making family trees and I'm like, just give me. They also have 22 grandchildren and counting. A lot of their children have followed in their footsteps. I'm surprised that it's not even more than that now because I think Josh and Anna have like seven kids. Uh, the idea of more than four children in a family is terrifying to me if they all came from the same person i also want to say that i can really understand wanting to have a big family and that would be really fun however this day and age i do think it's very irresponsible to have 20 children anything really over like six or seven kids it's putting an extreme strain on the planet and on the environment so i feel that it's irresponsible And also on the show and in a lot of big families like this, you see the older siblings, particularly the older girls, end up taking care of all of the younger siblings. Yeah. 
So it's kind of, it's like kind of robs the girls of their childhood a little bit where they always have to take care of the younger kids. And, and it's just the girls who have to take care of the kids, not so much the younger boys. Yeah. And they have to do all this housework and cleaning and cooking. And like, to be fair, the girls on the show, like they always look happy and like happy to be involved in home life and stuff. And like, I just don't think you should be, have to do that as a kid because it's basically work, like it's labor, but you're not getting paid for it. So I don't know. I just don't think older siblings should be responsible for taking care of younger siblings. Yeah, some of it is normal. I feel like like I had a younger sister. I have a younger sister. She's still alive. Um, and I like helped her like, you know, do stuff. My mom would like would go to work or something and I'd like help her a little bit. And like that feels very normal. But to have to like corral like five children and not get paid for it and like, you know what I mean? And like you didn't ask to be born and you didn't ask to be born into this family. It's just not there to you to always have to like, you know, do this because there was a quote that you and I were talking about before that Michelle Duggar had said, oh, my time as a mother has come to an end. First of all, your time as a mother does not end until you die. Second of all, this kid's not even 18. There's like 12. What are you talking about? Yes, their youngest child is 12. And I was like, second of all, it makes it really clear that she only believes that her time as a mother is the time that she can get pregnant because she said that because she was no longer to get able to get pregnant because she's in her 40s now and she's been miscarrying. So I'm just like, you only think that you're a mom because you are unable to get pregnant like does that mean your 20 children no longer exist do you not aid them in life i would think that you do especially what about the kids who are 12 to 18 like hello my sister did the math and she had she's spent 13 or 14 years of her life pregnant that's literally terrible okay i have a list okay are you go 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 (laughs) joshua james caleb ryan jana marie john david jill michelle Jessa Lauren, Ginger Nicole, Ginger with a J, Joseph Garrett, Josiah Matthew, Joy Anna, Jedediah Robert, Jeremiah Robert. (laughs) I hate that so much. I hate it. Jason Michael, James Andrew, Justin Michael, Jackson Levi. Levi? (laughs) Joanna Faith. Jennifer Danielle, Jordan Grace, Ma- Jordan Grace, Makaya, Josie Brooklyn, Jubilee Shalom, Tyler Wayne Hutchinson, which <laughs> is Michelle's great nephew whom they have legal custody over. So this is the oh, child okay. that is adopted. That's the 20th. Okay. Because I was like, huh, there's not a J. Like, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Wow, that is too much. I love how they all have two names. Do you have stuff about their like ho- like their house? Because I remember on the TV show, they'd be like, we have four stoves and four washing machines. Actually, I do. So before, they, when they had about 14 children, they had a very small, normal house. It was a one-story house. It was like one of those like cubicle-looking ones. Yeah. And some of the children, I believe it was um, Jill, had said... Oh, you know, some the way that we bathe because you only have like one or two bathrooms was they had to split up the people who took a shower. So in the daytime, like half of them would take a shower. Dirtiest goes first. Oh. And the other half 
the nighttime, the kids would go sleep, go shower, and the dirties would go first there. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's really hard to, like, you know, shower and stuff. And for a long time, they were unable to actually live a normal, happy life because they had tons of financial issues. Jim Bob actually had lots of jobs to support his gigantic family that, like, by choice by choice he didn't want to have stop stop having children so he like was an entrepreneurial i guess and like entrepreneur and um i think he was some kind of like businessman and like he did a lot of jobs to support this family i don't know what michelle did if michelle did anything i don't think she did anything i think she was just at home i mean you can't you have to be at home yeah 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 um yeah so their house was actually very small so the house that we saw on tlc is not what they had for a very long time by the way especially with being married so young they were teenagers when they got married could you imagine committing your life to someone when i that's when i was committing my life to like my college and even then i was like oh no what's just bizarre to me is it's very like people have compared them their outfits which we're gonna get into guys do not worry People compared their outfits to Little House on the Prairie, which is like 1800 stuff. But I'm like, do you realize like the quote unquote dirtiest bathes first is something that the pilgrims did when they all had to share or sorry, the the dirtiest would go last when they're all sharing bath water. But the fact that that is like a thing is, I mean, what, what? It's not 1600. What are you doing? There's no reason for it to be that way. Just like how you were on the birth control pill, the technology that we have, because it was like, they got married in 1984. Um, you were able to like be on this thing that would help you not have 10,000 kids. And really what it is at that point is it would make your water bill lower. Like you could just, you could make <laughs> your life easier, but you decided not to. So I feel bad for the kids and the kids alone. You know, what's weird to me too is, I mean, they just, right. They made this conscious decision. We're just going to have as many kids as God allows, but okay. If you didn't want to be on birth control, if you felt that that was some kind of moral wrongdoing that you had a miscarriage and that it wasn't a good thing for you, which personally I don't agree with, but if that's, if that's what they agree, fine. You can still use condoms. You can still use other methods of birth control. Like why was it black or white? Like you're on birth control or you're just letting it loose for the for to have as many kids. I'm like, that is so interesting to me. So I believe that in the religion, they this is part of the rules that they enforce. No birth control of any kind. So condoms even were not allowed. Um, and I have thoughts. You want to hear my thoughts? I, I think like that the only reason why this form of birth control specifically is not allowed is because Jim Bob didn't want to wear one. Just like every other guy is like, I don't want to wear them. They give you all these bullshit reasons as to why they can't wear them. That's totally not true. Like, I don't fit in it. That's not true, Kyle. It's not true. Um, (laughs) Like, they just don't want to do it. They don't want to have to do it. So, you know what? Since, Since Michelle can't take the pill, guess we're not doing birth control. It doesn't feel like it was a real, like, oh, God told us not to do it. No, he just didn't want to do it. But again, there's like always with religion, there's always like ways to make rules to get what you want in a way. If you're like control, like if you're a, if you're a white man and you're in a religion, you can a lot of people just twist the rules to fit them. So like, oh, no birth control. Like, yeah, I don't I don't want to wear a condom. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case, but it, it lets that happen. Yeah, it, it makes it very easy for that kind of thing to happen. It's a little suspicious. It's suspicious. It's a little suspicious. 
So they have religious rules that they want their children to follow. Pretty much all of them, except for a few, are very specific to just their daughters. Red flag number one. So one, abstinence. They cannot have any intimate relationships before marriage. And then right under that is no birth control use. So if you do it, you are supposed to get pregnant. They must not show legs or dress in a revealing manner in any way. So this specifically is directed at the daughters. They cannot read romance novels because they get a little spicy. They have to be accompanied by a chaperone while on a date with a significant other. They cannot have their own social media accounts. The girls specifically cannot wear pants. No tattoos. No body piercings. No alcohol. They monitor the children's TV viewing. No front-facing hugs. This is one that I remember seeing people talk about a lot. Yeah, because it's gross because a hug with your brother or your father should not be sexualized. You're inherently making it sexualized by making that rule. Yes. And then last one is they're homeschooled and um, they homeschool all of the children, all their own children. So some of the rules I was like, you know what? A lot of parents say you can't drink. (laughs) That's fine. That is a law. Um, you can't wear, you can't have tattoos, no piercings, no alcohol. Um, you know, a lot of parents watch their, their kids TV viewing. A lot of parents say you can't have a certain kind of social media account. Like a lot of this is normal. What is not normal is saying you cannot hug your friends or your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad. Like that's not sexual. It's weird. What'd you, say? you make it sexual and they're like oh we just don't want anyone to get excited and it's like i'm trying so hard to like not be judgmental but it's just like you are you're making everything weirdly sexual by trying so hard to make it not sexual right like i feel like it's a lot of it is out of fear yeah but there's no reason to be afraid of that like i mean even when you are actress anatomy lesson even when you're like a like a teenage boy and you're just growing up, you get aroused for no reason because that's just how it is. Your body's growing; it's new to you, and like you can literally have a side hug. And because side hugs are now like front facing hugs are so because side hugs are now like the standard, you might get like a uh, hot and bothered by a side hug, and like you know yeah, what I mean. Like, Created so a problem. Crazy. Um, you can't stop natural things from happening. If a child's going to do something, they're going to do it. And like, what are you going to do? The only thing you can do is kick them out or kill them. Only one of those things is kind of legal. I also wanted to say like all those rules, you're like, yeah, well, it's normal for kids not to drink or like for their TV to be monitored. But it's also it's these rules are supposed to carry into adulthood, too. Oh, I thought it was just for the children. But you know what? I always think about things like, okay, until you're not like really like you know maybe till you're like in your early 20s whatever as long as you're maybe living at home but yeah right it is until they're they die (laughs) yeah so so specifically on the um on the ways that they dress they have the women have to wear long skirts or dresses. And this is a thing that was enforced for a very long time. And it was one of like the big things I remember watching parts of the show and seeing, oh God, that would be awful. Like thinking in myself, like, and I was like yeah, yeah. 10, 11, 12, I was like, wow, 
That sucks. This was just a weird thing. Like, um, so when I was looking up the clothes side of things, I was like, I really don't want to, uh, like, what's the word? I don't want to get on Ashley's territory too much because she's doing <laughs> weird rules. But I saw this and just thought it was so weird. So Jill Duggar was a practicing midwife. And Michelle banned her from helping out a family friend who was giving birth out of wedlock. It was one of Anna Duggar's sisters. And Michelle, like, forbade Jill to help with her pregnancy. And the family, like, cut all ties with her. Oh, that's so sad. Imagine having a support system like that just ripped away from you. I just think it's really cruel to be judgmental of other people or be like, we can't associate with them because they did this or, oh my God, they had a baby out of wedlock. It's like, stay in your lane and worry about yourself. If you want to be religious, if you don't want to have sex till you're married, if you don't personally believe in uh, having a baby out of wedlock, fine. But don't push your beliefs onto other people. Like that has nothing to do with you. And to say your, your, your daughter who's a midwife, which is like medical help, to be like, you can't help this person. Like that's to me is getting super dangerous. Super dangerous. And you know what? My first thought from hearing that is, Mm, that's that small town Arkansas mentality. No hate or shade to you if you're in Arkansas, but because this can apply to anywhere. But you know, people in your small town who are just kind of like busybodies who have nothing really going on for them. So they spend all their time judging other people and deciding like how other people should live their lives. That's how they're doing that right now by like, well, you can't because I heard that she had that baby out of wedlock. That is none of your freaking business. Okay, you have no idea what happened in her relationship and her life. Maybe that person, like, maybe that person trapped her. Maybe she thought she was all good and she ended up having a baby because, like, somebody poked a hole in a condom. You have no idea. So, like, to judge her is so ridiculous and it's not what Jesus would do. And to so then to be this judgmental about this girl who's like your daughter in law's sister. To be that judgmental, but then to have a son who's going around assaulting people and having affairs on his, and like, that's fine. They don't- Assaulting his own sisters and cheating on his own wife. Yeah. And they, that's fine and dandy, like, because he's a man, but God forbid a woman gets, like, it's just such a double standard and it's just disturbing. And for this podcast, I didn't look up other anti-LGBTQ stuff because- it's just disturbing and makes me hate them. Right. And this is a podcast for the girls, the gays, and the days. Yes. Yes. Always. But it's just really disturbing. This is the other thing I really don't like about this brand of religion is that, fine, if you don't like it, then you don't do it. But you don't worry about what other people are doing. You don't condemn them. You don't control them. You're not going to ban them from places. It has nothing to do with you. It's not about you. And it's just like the stereotypical white people like trying to control everything. It's 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 just like i can't even wrap my mind around it right like it's so crazy that you're talking about that because like that has nothing to do with you so why don't you move on you know what i mean yeah it's just like i said the small town i've got nothing to do i'm miserable so you'll be miserable too um yeah so yeah. so we'll talk about the fashion but i just had to say that because i'm like you can say, oh, you know, well, like they come across as this wholesome family on the TV show, but they do have some very harmful beliefs at the end of the day. And th- I'm talking about Jim and Michelle. I'm, 
I don't think the whole family feels that way. No, and I think it's been really shown, like hinted at, I guess, that a lot of the children don't believe that. And they've gone on to break a lot of these specifically clothing rules um, because they were like, we can't live in the 21st century and live like this and like actually exist. For sure. So they their show first debuted in 2004, like you said, when it was 14 kids. And we will definitely post some reels and some pictures because it's really funny. They had their signature. It's really cute. It's cute, but it's like, what is going on? <laughs> it's weird. Um, they have these really long skirts, a lot of like long denim skirts. They all had permed hair when the show first started, like 80s permed hair, which I thought was really interesting. They had a lot of like scoop neck shirts. A lot of times they have layers. Like if they have a, sh- a t-shirt, they'll have like a long sleeve underneath that goes all the way up their neck and all on their sleeves. Um, so in the beginning of this show, they, a lot of times all the girls and all the boys had matching outfits, like including Jim and Michelle. Yeah. And there's this one episode, they all have like plaid dresses with these huge square collars and this like oversized permed hair. And Michelle's makeup looked literally insane. She wore like these crazy clown cheeks and like bright red lips, but no other, no like eye makeup. It was. Oh no. And then, oh, and then her bangs were permed, but they were, it looked like. Um, her hair really looked like a mullet because the bangs were like going up over her head. So it was like yeah. this mullet clown situation. And I'm just like, oh my God, you could not do anything worse to your hair and makeup. I'm sorry. You just couldn't. That's, oh gosh. So I had come across this in my research and my first thought was, I feel like they did this. Like they dressed all the kids the same because it's simply easier then going and finding different things to dress all the children in and then have to keep straight what belongs to what child. Like, I all it's it's just like the whole, like, no birth control of any kind. It's being veiled as if it's something else, but really what it is is I don't want to wear a condom and I don't want to have to, now that I have 14 children, I don't want to have to keep straight what everyone's wearing. Just put on a shirt. They're all the freaking same. Whatever fits who is whatever fits you. Like, whatever. You don't have anything. It's all the same. Yeah, I mean, and it could have been a thing for the TV show, too. Like, oh, it'll be cute if we all match. I mean, I don't really know, but you're right. It's like, if you all have the same clothes, it's like, whatever, man. And they got a lot of their clothes from Goodwill. I remember watching episodes where they're like, we didn't spend more than $2 per kid or something like that. So they were definitely very frugal, which I understand if you have a lot yeah. of kids. Um, But yeah, Jim Bob and Michelle insisted that all the girls wear dresses and skirts, even in activities that may hinder their safety. So that includes like swimming, riding horses, hiking, and like physical activities. But actually in recent years, they've let the younger girls wear uh, like pants during sports. Groundbreaking. How on earth do you swim in a skirt? There's videos. Okay. So they're um, hold on. Let me find. Okay. So they wear modest bathing suits by wholesome wear. Um, but there are also videos of the girls going swimming, like wearing just like t-shirts and skirts, like full. Like denim oh. skirts? Um, probably cotton, like like oh like over the knee at least, but like going in lakes wearing that. And I'm like, that's not comfortable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cause I was like, a denim skirt. How do you swim in a denim denim skirt? You're gonna sink. 
Well, I know I had a friend on the swim team when I was little and they would make them swim in jeans because it makes it increases your stamina because it like holds you back. So I'm like, maybe they're just really good swimmers. Oh my God. Um, I just feel like, so their look when they first started on the show, like I said, it was extremely 80s. I've been talking about their reasons for being so conservatively dressed. They said... I believe this is a quote from Michelle. She said, we realize our body is a special gift from God and that he intends for it to be shared only with our future husband. We avoid low-cut cleavage showing gaping or bare-shouldered tops. When needed, we wear an undershirt. We try to make it a habit to always cover the top of our shirt with our hands when we bend over. We don't want to play the peekaboo game with our neckline. Yeah, so I'd seen that too. And I was kind of like, you know... I can see if this is something that you chose for yourself as like an adult and you decided like, I don't want to, just like how a lot of people decide even after losing their virginity saying, I want to be celibate. Yeah. I think it's in itself, it is definitely not a bad thing. No, not at all. I just think everybody should have the individual choice is what I feel. It shouldn't be enforced on anybody. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more like about the positive side of conservative dress in a second. But if it's like empowering you and you feel like you, it gives you control over your body, like that's a great thing. But you do not have to dress like an 80s little house on the prairie shit show. Yeah, you can for sure look like really modern and cute and have a good time and still still uphold your own personal values. For sure. So now, um, we both know this. If you Google Duggars in style or Duggars in fashion, the only thing on Google is like, so-and-so breaks away from family by wearing pants. So-and-so wore pants. So-and-so defies Jim Bob by wearing pants. And the fact that wearing pants is that big of a deal is mind blowing. The Duggars embrace evangelical Christian teaching on modesty. According to the Duggars, female bodies are a source of irresistible temptation to boys oh. and men. This is also very disturbing to me because you are basically saying, well, men are animals and they can't control themselves and the responsibility is on women because it's their fault that they have this body. Like, no, it's not their fault. Like everybody is responsible for their behavior. Everybody is responsible for their actions. There's cases in the bible where they're like if you're looking at a woman with like temptation pluck your eyes out like that's yeah it's like that's that's your fault bro like you need to fix yourself because like she didn't do nothing to you i don't even know where this came from i feel like a lot of this is removing responsibility from the person themselves who is committing the action which is not necessarily a bad action unless you act on it in a bad way but like, since when is it my fault that I'm so hot and sexy? Like, it's not my fault. But was that Megan Thee Stallion song? Megan Don't come I'm not your sister. You really need to come and get your mister. <laughs> no, I just always hated that. Like, I visited my friend's youth group when I was a kid. And they would be really like, we're going to wear Bermuda shirts. And we're not going to wear sweatshirts with words on them. Because they're, you know, attracting the male gaze on my chest. And it's like... Men should be, if they don't want to look at women with that sexual lens, then like they should learn to control that. It's not the woman's responsibility to dress a certain way so that men can control themselves. Men are not animals. We men and women both have hormones. Like this is just another way so that these, the men in the society and white men aren't accountable for their actions. Right. 
and i i don't know if you saw this and like we can if you did then i'll just edit this part out but i guess it it had emerged that the duggars had a code word for one thing oh you see this i i i forgot about this i knew this a long time ago what was it um, so they have a code word for when they would see like the boys and men to tell them the boys and the men that there was an attractive woman around who might quote tempt them. It was Nike. I don't know why that's a word they chose. I didn't see anything explaining why that was a word they chose, but so it's crazy. supposed to tell them like there's a hot girl around. Don't look. But again, this makes the whole situation so much more taboo and so much more unhealthy if you like embrace the fact like yes there's someone around they're very attractive maybe they're dressed provocatively and if you're in this religion maybe that you don't want to think about the woman that way fine but to be like nike shield your eyes we're not looking this isn't reality it's not happening like then like you said they're gonna see an ankle and get a boner next like it it creates weird Ugh, and in the the article it said like they were using the word to alert them at alert them of a quote threat what about a hot lady's threatening absolutely nothing the men are the ones who carry the threat because they are so worried about what they're going to do when they see a beautiful woman like what are you going to do attack her like why do you need this code word can you you really can't control yourself you're gonna throw yourself on them like literally are you a wild animal literally it's like treating men with with no culpability like no responsibility for that it's just mind-blowing it's actually to me it's very disrespectful because like it's saying that like the men at least in this situation in this religion which is a lot of men are just so unable to so unable to handle themselves and control themselves Mm -hmm. that they're literal wild animals and you have to be the one to make sure you're not doing anything to them because they're so unstable that this is what's going to happen you know what i mean it's really if you think about it for two seconds you're like "Mm, the men here the men here have two brain cells and they can't control them and yet women are called crazy and emotional like men are stupid and i don't respect them (laughs) seems to me like all the wars in the world are started by men okay did you mute your cough yeah (laughs) so now a lot of the children in the Duggar family are adults like we said they have their own kids their own families so um, Ginger and Jill have been most known for breaking away from the Duggars style and is it Jana Um, she was recently rocking a metal part I was very proud of her. There was no frizz. It was like very like loose, like wave. Like some of them do look very modern now. Um, Jill, I will say, has the worst style, although she's my favorite because she's broken away from the family the most. She actually got a nose piercing, which I think is like a really big deal. I love it. I love me with my new nose piercing. I'm like, ah, sister. And she is reportedly estranged from Jim Bob and Michelle. She definitely talks to a bunch of her siblings. Something weird happened where they're like not a, her and her husband Derek aren't allowed in like the main house. Oh, but they still come over, huh? I know. I don't think so. They're not allowed in the main house, but that sounds very specific wording. Like that sounds like oh, they're allowed to come over. Like Michelle probably is never going to cut ties with her child. 
but Jim Bob was probably like, she can't come in the house now because she pierced her nose like the devil. And Michelle's yeah. like, well, that's my kid. I'm not gonna not see my kid. So she's probably allowed in like the side door. Well, I don't know if they said like main house, but like, you know, like their compound or whatever. Like, oh, they maybe they have, I mean, they're rich because of the TLC. They probably have like vacation homes. Or like, she's just like seeing her siblings and their homes. Yeah. So she's not estranged from the whole family, but she, there's definitely a rift between her and Jim Bob. Her husband has publicly said that like she faced abuse, which is probably like a no-no in their community. The hus- her husband's like also been very vocal. Yeah. So, um, but she still wears like very like she wears a lot of striped maxi skirts and then just like scoop neck t-shirts. So I still feel like she kind of has that like style with just those like maxi skirts. I don't know. But- I mean, it's like if you grow up kind of dressing one way or like having an idea of how you should look in your mind you might have a hard time branching out yeah um jessa was wearing has always really nice curls and her skirts hit at the knees which is pretty badass for them too ginger wears pants if you google dugger fashion it's like ginger wore pants ginger wore pants that's the one that like everybody obsesses about i love the name ginger and i think that's so cool to yeah, I think it's so cool of her to, like, wear pants and be like, I'm gonna have full mobility. I love this. I love that for you, Ginger. Full mobility. <laughs> <laughs> Such, like I said, 1800s weird shit. Like, women cannot wear pants because they look too curvy. And, oh, my God, if they have full mobility, they might take over the world. Like They might run away from me when I'm trying to hurt them. What do we do? And last but not least, Michelle still wears uh, long skirts, but she wears a lot of bright button downs. Her hair is slightly less tragic than it was before, but she still kind of has the mullet bangs thing going on. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, those are pretty much my style notes, but uh, I want to talk about conservative fashion and how it can be a positive thing. You can still look very modern. You can still look very chic. There's absolutely nothing wrong with covering up. I actually have a really good friend at school, Yasmin. It would be really cool to have her on an episode because she wants to start her own uh, conservative fashion brand when she graduates. And oh my God, that'd be so cool. Yeah, we should have her on. She's like, she has really cool style. She has kind of a minimalist aesthetic, um, but she always looks like, super good and like I just I kind of hate that we talked about the Duggars so much in fashion like we had to because it's interesting but I'm like I don't want people to think that that's the standard for conservative fashion because it's not and you can look really cool and chic and like powerful you know right I mean that they're just a really clear example that like a lot of people know yes um I might like step on your toes a little bit but I have like a cool yeah yeah go um, whatever say whatever um, so for, I found this article on thebewlife.com and it's called Here's How Modest Dressing Empowers Women, um, written by Cheryl Tang, I believe. And there's a quote in here, um, written by Jennifer Aniston in a piece that she wrote for the Huffington Post. Um, and it was when they were talking about how she was facing scrutiny over her relationships and fertility because people just won't leave Jennifer Aniston alone about how like she doesn't have children. Like as, as if having children makes you makes you like a woman or not. 
So she said, we get to decide for ourselves what is beautiful when it comes to our bodies. That decision is ours and ours alone. And I really love that. Go, Jen. We love Rachel. That sums it all up. Just do whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel confident, whatever makes you feel empowered. But do it because it's true to you and your beliefs and who you are and not because some man is telling you to do it. Right. Yeah, so it goes on to say that um, the statement proves that women continue to face an insurmountable pressure in making the right decisions, quote, right decisions, in order to be deemed worthy or complete. And I think that that really relates back to the Duggars and their fashion because they're coming from it from an aspect of, oh, if you don't dress this way, then you're going to be seen as a bad woman, a quote-unquote bad woman, and you're not worthy of, like, a husband and everything. And, like, once you have a husband, then, like, you have to kind of relinquish everything to him. And in all aspects of your life in this situation, you don't have any power. When I've seen a lot of women now say that they dress more modestly, um, more as like a way of them reclaiming their power like they've dressed like i guess you'd call it unmodestly or show more skin and they just decided you know what i want to have a lifestyle shift and it's not necessarily religious but um they've just decided that i want to live my life a different way and it's almost like my body is my temple type of thing and they're deciding more cautiously who and how they want to show it and i love that i love that Women are finally feeling that they can live and express themselves in the way they want. And that doesn't always just mean, I'm going to wear a bra today. You can. And if you really feel like you need to, you should. But mm-hmm. like, you can also be the other end of it and saying, I'm wearing a turtleneck today because I think that that's the best way for me to express myself. And I love that women have that choice. I don't want to say drained, but I feel like thinking about the Duggar lifestyle was a lot. (laughs) It was a lot. (laughs) Oh my God. We have here a quote, whatever I choose to put on my body is entirely my own choice without feeling any obligation to please any other human being or adhere to anyone's expectations, shared a 35 year old blogger. Her name is Leanna Aris, I believe is how you say it. And she decided to embrace a hijab a decade ago and has never looked back since. And I think Uh it's really cool. I love, I've also like, I don't know too much about it, but I've also heard a lot of people who maybe don't go, I feel like when people hear like, oh, I have a hijab or whatever, they feel very like, it's kind of taboo. But a lot of women decide to live that way and like they feel so empowered because they are like, you know, people are looking at my face. They're not like, they're not distracted by the other things about me. And I can totally understand that feeling. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, I think it depends on your version of conservative dressing because I think it varies a lot. Like some people literally want to have everything covered from like their neck to like their ankles to their, you know, wrists. Some people don't mind, you know, wearing like t-shirts or like, you know, maybe something to the knee. So I think it really depends. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say like some things like this, obviously you have to pick and choose if this works for you. But I feel like there's a lot of things that can look really nice if you're more interested in modest dressing and it's like really simple and easy, like that are popular. 
like the large kind of baggy oversized suits are really in and i can totally see someone who's interested in dressing more modestly wearing like a nice turtleneck sweater underneath one of those suits say you're going to work or something and like you have to be okay with wearing pants in that situation um but you wear one of those suits and you would look so chic and so cool and like you know still uphold your beliefs that's a really good suggestion because you can wear like a a top underneath that'll go pretty high up you can also wear like Lots of cardigans. I personally, I'm a cardigan girl, especially like yeah. when I'm going to work because it's chilly out here. Like a jumpsuit, like overalls and like a shirt, shirt inside and a cardigan over. There's a lot of options for you. I always think that like blazers make everything look so good. I love blazers. Like I have an image here of one of the bloggers who decided to wear a hijab and she has a plaid, a gray plaid blazer with high rise jeans. They're kind of like a boot cut and she's got a t-shirt on her, her job on and some cool boots and she looks so chic. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, there's so much you can wear like, and there's also an element of tightness. Like some people are are comfortable wearing tighter clothes and some people aren't. So that's a factor. But like you can wear like baggy jeans are kind of in right now anyways. So you can wear like really cute jeans and just wear like a like a like a turtleneck or like a layer underneath a long sleeve layer and wear like a blazer and that's a cute outfit. Right. And like they give a lot of different outfits, especially like you can, if you have a hijab, you can definitely match your hijab like, to your outfit. You can, yeah, um, there's another picture of her where she's wearing a light blue oversized like boyfriend style button down top. And she's got similar blue jeans on. They're a little bit loose and it matches her hijab. And I think it looks so cool. They even have an ad here and it looks like, like so for like going out. Looks really cute. I feel like it's almost in style a little bit. Like, I feel like people always say, oh my gosh, every year people wear less clothes. But there is, in fashion, I feel like often there's like a opposite to each. Just like how I've seen people say like, oh, skinny eyebrows are back in. Uh, oh, are like natural feathered eyebrows. Like big, bushy, feathered eyebrows are really in. So just like how being naked is in, being more modest is also very in. And I feel like you can wear like those vintage type of clothes too. A lot of the vintage clothes I feel like look really good and you yeah. have like such a cool aesthetic. And if you do that and you're interested in dressing more modestly, I feel like people would look at you and go, oh my God, look at her, so cool. Yeah. And like, there's also so many cool uh, opportunities for accessories and jewelry and bags and shoes. And like those really make a breaking outfit. And for the most part, that doesn't have to do with like conservative dressing or not so i think it's just like going back to how you style things at the end of the day right so i want to end on a quote that is fashion is all about expressing yourself and trying new styles and not concerning yourself about what others might think as long as you're happy and comfortable and feel beautiful this person who wrote this said looking back at the time when i felt afraid of losing my identity after embracing modest dressing, I realized that I was worried for nothing because I'm still me. Aww. I love that. I love that. I also, maybe it's just the maximalist in me and I'm like, ooh, I get to wear more clothes at the same time. I know. I just feel like, um, and I know, you know, some people 
Like life gets so busy and not everybody has the time to put crazy outfits together. Like, so I'm not uh, shading anybody, but I just think it's so cool to dress your own unique way, like a way that nobody else, when you walk out of the house, nobody else is going to be wearing that outfit. I think that's such a good feeling. Right. I feel like you have to think about it too. If you're interested in the idea, but don't know where to start, think about it as like, oh my gosh, I have all of this new material that I have to put on my body. Well, it's like so many opportunities to like do things. You know what I mean? Like you've got so much more to work with because you've got physically more material. It's kind of interesting. It is interesting. And if you think about it, whether you're dressing conservatively or not, your body is literally just a blank canvas. Like you can do whatever you want to it. And I think, I think it just, it's so cool to be able to like express your personality with a glance before you even talk to somebody, before you meet them, people just can get an idea about you. So even just down to little accessories or very little small things, like people notice them. So I think that it's really, that's why I think it's so fun to dress up. And I, I wish that our culture was a little bit more I think it's nice to be cozy and comfortable and everything, but I feel like, especially in Boston, you go out and everybody's wearing the same thing. Everybody has like the same puffer coat, the same Not jeans, true. like the same sweater. I always feel so funny because I'm like, oh gosh, like it, I know that people make jokes about like, like in Europe, especially about like how Americans don't wear real clothes ever. And they don't like, they wear yoga pants all the time, but they don't actually even go to yoga. And like in the Northeast, I feel like it's so much like that. Like if you dress like kind of decently, people are like, where are you going? Who are you trying to impress? Because you don't have like a BC sweatshirt on and like jeans or sweatpants. Usually it's just gray sweatpants, gray or navy sweatpants. Yep. And we're not that t- those type of girls, you know? And I feel like if you <laughs> want to like dress- leggings, barefoot ones. Ah! And like denim jacket, like a short denim wow. jacket. And a white t-shirt or a gray it's hoodie. Like, I don't but the thing that's so frustrating is like that's not a bad outfit. It's just the fact that everybody is wearing it, which is what makes it annoying. Like, dude, have you ever gone outside and seen every girl around the age of like 15, 16 is wearing that exact outfit with the jacket and the sweatshirt under and the leggings and the white Air Forces that are disgusting. And like, they have like long hair that's been chopped like really straight across the bottom. And they've got some like blonde-ish, like a honey blonde highlights. And you'll literally be like outside and see seven of them. And you're just like, I just saw that girl over there. And she's over there. Oh my God, it's an army of them. They're swarming. Like it sucks. So if you're someone who is interested in dressing modestly, know that you can look really different and stand out and be so unique. And you don't have to worry about losing yourself. You can totally just express yourself in now a new different way. And we support you. Yeah, I guess when you're a teenager, you really want, really, really want to fit in because you don't want people making fun of you. But I went to the Jingle Ball concert. I think I told you this. Mm-hmm. I went in 2019 because my really good friend works for iHeart and he always gets free tickets. And we went and it's like all teenage girls or preteen girls with their moms. So I went to the bathroom and I was wearing um, like over the knee black boots and like a, a dress that was really tight and like a black leather jacket. And I had my hair curled really nice and like crazy makeup and I walk into the bathroom and it's like 15 year old girls every single girl I'm not exaggerating 10 plus girls 
wearing ripped jeans, white Air Force Ones, and a white crop top. Oh my, oh my God. One time Ian and I were, were driving and we saw a group of girls who were clearly like it was beginning like college and they all had on the same pair of blue jeans. And I was like, you're dressed the same enough to make me think that you could have planned this, but you're also different enough to let me know that you didn't plan this because they all had those like wrap tops that just like the scarf kind the very christina aguilera kind that like wrap around your boobs that was like really popular last summer and i was like oh. and even ian noted because he was like that's crazy because i don't think they planned that they're dressed just differently enough to where it seems like they didn't plan this well i think that our next episode we should do should be about um developing your personal style because we already kind of started talking about it <laughs> Yes, tune in next week to learn how to develop your personal style. This is relevant to you if you just feel like I want to change up myself. I feel like um, this pertains to the Duggars too, but I feel like there's a lot of things that we do as we grow up where we didn't really think about them growing up too much. Like you just kind of do what your parents said, dress how you could based on your financial ability or mm-hmm. things like that. And I feel like as you find now, like you have more freedom, you don't question how you dress, but then if you decide you wanna change a little bit, you don't know where to start. So tune in, see what we have for you. Yeah, I think we're not to toot our own horns, but beep beep bitch, we both have like our own personal aesthetics. And I think we both work tired of developing them. So we have some good tips, tune in, it'll be a good time. It'll be such a fun time if you want to learn from us. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. And if you have any thoughts, if we, like, missed anything. Oh, you know what I love? Sometimes on TikTok, people who, like, say personally knew the Duggars will post videos about their experiences. Like, if anyone from Arkansas is listening, please, 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 for the love of God, send us what you know about the Duggars. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm almost certain that I'm going to look right now. I'm almost certain that we have listeners in Arkansas. Stop. Let me look. Let me look. Because if you are in Arkansas, this is not a joke. We really want to know if you know the Duggars and tell us about, just, like, give us your thoughts, any experiences. I mean, I'm sure people just hear things through the grapevine because if you think like in Boston, if there was a super famous family, like, you know, somebody who knows them, you know what I mean? Or know oh someone. We don't have them. listeners in Arkansas yet. We have to, we have some Southern listeners, but not in Arkansas. But you never know, like somebody could listen who has worked for TLC. Somebody could have, I don't know. You just never know. Somebody could have seen them at the airport somebody could have waited on them at a restaurant like you just never know so if anybody knows anything or has heard any crazy stories um email us at ready to reach podcast at gmail.com and i will read them or ashley will read them we will read them (laughs) we will we promise we will (laughs) yeah and also i want to say that we have spruced up our social media accounts so we finally have a bunch of stuff on tiktok and we will be more steady with it moving forward so now would be a perfect time to email in yeah definitely before we become so famous that we just can't see anything because everything gets lost in our email um we're gonna blow up so big that it's going to be hard to comb through our emails so if you want to email us now is the time to do it while we have two emails in our inbox and they are not from fans (laughs) 
Right. And you can also follow us on Pinterest. I've been working really hard on our Pinterest. It's a really good place if you want to see some photo examples other than looking at our Instagram for what we talk about. So I have a board for a lot of different things. If you're looking for like 2000 nostalgia, a lot of the Y2K trends that we talked about are in there. We also have one specifically about the trends that are coming back in 2022. So if you want to see some more modern examples of those, some um, things about our, some examples for our icon evolution for Britney Spears and Lady Gaga, those are in there. What's the name of the Pinterest again? It's different than the... Oh, yes. Our Pinterest is at Rage Ready 2 because our previous one got deleted. That was Ready to Rage. Um, I'm pretty sure you can still search Ready to Rage. Just search Ready to Rage podcast on Pinterest and we'll pop up. But the at is Rage Ready 2. Yeah, we've got lots of things in there. We've got lots of euphoria photos, commentary... Just lots of fun things. So add us to your board if you want to see some cute examples. I recently posted some cute examples of the Bixie haircut that we talked about last episode. Get some inspiration. Yeah, I put um I put Lisa Rinna on our Instagram story today and was like, is her haircut iconic or does it need to change? And like everybody besides two people said it needed to change. So I took that video and uploaded it on our our Pinterest. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ready to Rage. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ready to Rage Podcast. Send us an email with your thoughts on the episode. Anything you'd like us to include in the future at Ready to Rage Podcast at gmail.com. You can also donate on Patreon at Ready to Rage. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you. Rage.